you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Here comes a rush. He sidesteps. Can he throw? He can't. The ball flipped forward is loose. A wild scramble. Two seconds on the clock. Casper grabbing the ball. It is rolled a fumble. Casper has recovered in the end zone. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most zany, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Madden is on the field. He wants to know if it's real. They said, yes, get your big butt out of here. He does. There's nothing real in the world anymore. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Get your big butt off the field. You have to. He does. I like when you have Zany and Big Butt in the same segment. Just the best. Maybe the greatest call in pro football history, with all due respect to Myron Cope and myriad others. That's uh, pretty good stuff from the late, great Bill King of the Oakland Raiders. I commented on Twitter on Thursday morning uh, that it's interesting to to think 10 years from now, as weird as that holy roller play was, I think that's 1978, I believe, in San Diego. A kid in like 2025 is going to be like, I heard about this play. I'm going to look at it. And his head's going to spin or her sp- head will spin when she says, wait, no, no, uh, no, no official review of that play. Clearly that play shouldn't count. And then, oh, also, wait, a team's from Oakland. The Raiders used to be in Oakland. Oh, wait a minute. They're, the Chargers were in San Diego. It's a lot to to drink in. Anywho, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program presented by Me Undies. You heard her voice a moment ago. It is uh, it's one of the true stars here at NFL Media. It's Cynthia Freeland. How are you? I want to play your uh, intro song. I'm happy. I'm happy with the intro song. I like the word zany. It's a good day. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there's a lot to be excited about. Unless I guess you're from Oakland. John Madden, of course, the guy who was the head coach, who was uh, who the officials that day insisted get his big butt off the field, and he obeyed. He now does not approve of the NFL's choice to move the Raiders to Las Vegas. So well, I did you see there's a lawsuit finally from the, the St. Louis Rams, St. Louis, the city of St. Louis, has now actually begun a lawsuit against the NFL for illegally moving it. I think that's the first. There will be lawyers. You know, the, you know are, somebody's going to lose that case, but you know who else the big loser that is? Me. I don't like – I mean, I <laughs> – I don't like having to talk about these, like, high finance things. That's not why I chose this. Law, finance, you're right. It's all the same. I didn't really choose this. Prof- I just sort of fell into it. I was out of other options, and then this was like, this is the last straw. Like, talk <laughs> about football? I don't know. Okay. But I, 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 I'm I, not, uh, you know, this this business with lawsuits and 
billion dollar what I, I don't know I just want to talk about like good football games and stuff so let's do that Cynthia Freeland and what's exciting coming up for you one of our very favorites he has emerged already as the front runner for the 2017 Shecky Award for our favorite football playing guest, Malcolm Jenkins leader is going to be in the clubhouse. In, leader in the clubhouse. He is. Well, we've got a long way to go here, sister. So we're just in April. I'm just letting everybody else know out there. Coming up next week, I'm pleased to report two more candidates, two more contenders. We'll see how they do. Number 50 of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ryan Shazier is uh, going to be in Studio 66. So is left tackle Supreme from the Houston Texans. Dwayne Brown is going to be in, and that's uh, the week before the draft, and we'll head off to Philadelphia, PA. Philadelphia, the uh, the third best city in uh, in all the Keystone State. Um, so looking forward What's to getting – What's second? The capital, Harrisburg. Harrisburg? Yeah, Harrisburg's very nice. You ever been there? Nope. Sixth Street? Nope. Ain't bad. Go, you know what you do? You go take in a double-A ball game over there. It's on an island. There's an island in the middle of the – I think it's a river. I don't know what uh, what river it is there. The Skulky? Does that sound right? Nope. What do Wait. I know? What, what do you, that sounds right. I, I didn't come here for a quiz. I came here to I talk about football. I just asked what the second-best second city in Pennsylvania was. Let me tell you this. Malcolm Jenkins resides in Philadelphia, the third-best city, and he's going to reside – in uh, in the seat where your bum is currently, or should I say, it was already there. Yes, we're bending the oh. space-time continuum. We already spoke with Malcolm. How's Jenkins. his beard doing? It's very good. You know what I realized about him? He's it's not just because of his fashion. He's an old soul. You know, he's he's good humored. He he uh, he plays ball. Whatever you want to talk about. If you want to do, you know, my uh, play, uh, you know, do foolishness or have uh, serious minded issues. But he, he dresses like he's a, he he could have thrived fifty years ago. I. I imagine. I mean, he continues to thrive today, so maybe he's timeless. It's weird that he was born in 2009. I mean, drafted in 2009. And <laughs> oh, he's It seems really because uh, it, that's why it strikes me that he's an old soul. 2009 seems like he's been around for a while. Maybe it is that uh, that uh, beard that makes him seem like a wise old soul. Beards tend to do that. It, is that what you're saying to me? Yeah. Do I seem like a wise old soul? Yeah, or kind of a wise but ah, boo! You know what? Anywho, we'll get into it with him. What What's fascinating, I can tell you uh, uh, before anything else is we talk about his toughest receiver to match up against and all that. But the but my favorite thing is we go through the thirteen guys that were drafted before him, and he'd never looked at it before. This is all That's awaiting good. your earballs and eyeballs. But uh, in the meantime, let's say hello to her properly. You see her on Path to the Draft. You see her all over NFL media as uh, as Draft 2017 draws nigh at Cynthia Freeland. It's Mary Ann's daughter here to steal the show. Back in the day, she had a mullet with a funky flow. Running marathons for her fitness goals. On the DDFP, she got the stat control. Because when it comes to the numbers, she's a gunslinger. She do the math in her head, she don't count fingers. No one to question the numbers, she'll waste to you. She's from Michigan, yo, it's Cynthia. Emma VP behind the glass. You know the rule here. No jive in Studio 66. I think I, I just saw you taking a look there as the music played. Cynthia and I were dancing as as we're as we tend to do when we hear. Sure. Gotta say, Dave's a better dancer, isn't he? Yes. Give him uh, that. Dave knows how to. Dave knows how to. Dave's a rare fella who can shimmy a little oh, bit, right? Oh, Is that a shimmy? I, um, maybe. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> just yeah, I don't Maybe. Know. It's a shimmy. Dave what a been- night I had last night with uh, with uh, cousin Sal and oh uh, boy, and uh, and a couple other guys I used to work with over at Kimmel, Brian Polk and uh, and Eric Immerman. What a what a wild night. That's all. It was a wonderful night. We, we this is you we can't tease like this. It was a great great night. What did you uh, do? We, we talked about League of Leagues, the draft. Of, no, that's not. But what we did bring up the League of Leagues. You still haven't given us your review. My three sport. Uh, fantasy league that I'm in with Jonah Carey and Sal and Will Brinson and uh, but where Adam did you Rank go with James them Cope. last night? We went to uh, Koreatown here in Los Angeles. It's it's weird down there. It's bizarro world. Okay. A lot of weird what? stuff happening down there. Like, give me one weird thing that happened. I uh, I sang Adele's "Hello" in a in like a a, a room that was smaller than this one on to karaoke. About like eight. Perfect. So you killed it. Yeah, but that, anyway, that's that's 
that's the like end of that. I feel like there's so much more here. What do you think about Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch, is, it would appear, is about to become an Oakland Raider. Speaking of which, that's great for my League of Leagues team because I did take a flyer on Marshawn Lynch after taking Zeke Elliott. Now, this is a dynasty league. My running backs in this league, 14-team league, Cynthia Freeland, can you beat that? Zeke Elliott and Marshawn Lynch? Do you think Lynch is going to perform? Um, I do think so. I think we're going to see. I don't think he's going to uh, – here's my, my, my tease is I don't think he's the only person we're going to see come out of retirement this year. I think we got one more coming. Somebody coming out of retirement? Mm-hmm. Who could that be? Don't be coy. Don't get up on uh, on Coy Hill. I, I'm... The foothill of Mount Pius. No one likes either one of those. Those are places I try to avoid at all costs. <laughs> at all Don't costs. be up on Coy, Coy Hill here, uh, Freeland. Tell I think us. we might see a quarterback come out of retirement. A quarterback, you And it's you not should. far. <laughs> Don't just go there. It can't be 18. It's not 18 either. No, that would be weird. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't just float that. You must have heard something. I, I, I yeah. Now who see? See, I, you know what? I, I brought this on myself. I, it, I, I wasn't in Koreatown. I was in, on Coy Hill a moment ago, and now I've Cynthia Freeland returns the favor. Do you have a guess who that is, Emma VP or Spaghetti? Who could this? Who could? We're just throwing around Tony Romo back here, but he isn't officially retired yet. Romo, not Romo. Well, that he's not included in my. Bartlett's asking about Jake Plummer. Oh my goodness, I would love it if Jake Plummer came back. How about Jake Locker? What about him? What's he up to these days? That's a. Is it Jake Locker? No, it's not. You think I floated out like that? Come is on. Is it Terry Bradshaw? Yep, it's Terry Bradshaw. You Bobby heard it here Brister? first. Could it be Bubby? Without, I mean, you know, that would be all right. What is it? Um, is it Mark McGuire's brother, Dan? No, he was a first-round draft pick. Jamarcus Russell says Eddie Spaghetti. Amazing. These are some great guesses, though. Well, why don't you just tell us? Why do you have to? Why does it have to be a game? You told me nothing about Koreatown except like this little tiny Adele. Ah, we have to go through it piece by piece. Patriots quarterback is it Steve Grogan? No. Is it Marina? You're not going to get anything out of me. It's not like okay, look. Some are just Can't ridiculous. be Vinny, because when he retired, he was 82. So I don't think... Like, it's probably not Bart Starr either. No. And it's not Favre. Nope. I think the listeners could probably get it. Is this a person in his 30s? I, I actually don't know his exact age. I could Google Would it. Would you guess he's in his 30s? Yeah. You've heard that somebody's coming out of retirement. No, no, no. But you're not going to tell it. us who it's going to be. Heck no. They don't pay me enough. Dante now, Culpepper. I'm not a newsbreaker. Dante Culpepper. I'm not a newsbreaker. They don't pay me enough for that. Randall Cunningham. Yep, it's Randall Cunningham. What? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I want to know who it could be. Jake DeLome? I mean, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Don Strzok. <laughs> who could this be? Now, see, now you've derailed the show. We wanted to have a producer conference here before we oh, got we're to have Malcolm Jenkins. We're gonna, we need that. We need it. Let me pay something off very quickly. Pay I, it off. I, I promised I would do it. Pay so it I'm off. Gonna do it. Me. I don't know how many people even care at this point, but I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay it out for you. Here's my top twelve, and I may have missed some. I understand, oh, but gosh, my top twelve great. sports moments. I it, uh, uh, watching the Masters last Sunday. Uh, you know, I was talking about the outfits, and I always say uh, Jack Nicholas. You know, he always well because he put together a Sunday outfit befitting of a Masters champion. He would wear stuff that would match the the Kelly green jacket, whereas some other guys show up and they don't deserve it right out of the gate because they show up and like, you know, like Lee Westwood had on a lime green. Uh, golf shirt. Well, then get out of here, fella. You're not intent on winning. You're going to clash. You're going to sully the whole thing. Now, I uh, so so I was talking about that, and I was reminded, of course, Nicholas, 86. What is that the best sports moment since 1980? What are you, Freeland? You're about 47? Yeah. About 48, actually. 48. Yeah. I'm turning 49 in August, so. Same year that uh, this quarterback is coming out of retirement is? Probably. Is it Eric Kippel? It's Eric Kippel. Hey, you know, I don't know. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, your Detroit Lions are about to unveil on Thursday night new unis. Can we talk about this? Have you seen them? No. That email that we got, that was hilarious because it was like after months of speculation. Who's speculating? Dave Damashek. That's who. Who do (laughs) I care? Who cares? I bet they're going to have the Lions an inch offset. No. Wait a second. After months of speculation, it will finally be revealed. The Lions jerseys. Yes, that's all we got in Detroit. I don't care for your mocking (laughs) tone. 
I don't under, I Listen, now you've forced me to have this conversation. <laughs> Are you one of these people who doesn't care about the uniform? No, you, I like the uniform. You obsessively I, watch sports, do you not? I obsessively watch sports. And when you look at the sport on the screen, do you not then care? Doesn't it register to you like, oh, that team's uniforms ain't any good? Yes, but I, I don't know who's been spending months speculating me. what a jersey I don't like. I never liked the black trim that they had in those <laughs> Lions uniforms. And I'm very concerned about what direction this may go. <laughs> by the time by the time you listen to this podcast, my world may be in, in pieces. I mean, you listen, Honolulu Blue looks good on everyone. There is not a skin tone. There is not anything that Honolulu Blue doesn't look good on. I know, but they. how do we know that they're not going to, like, follow the Browns lead and, like, write the word Lions on their pants or, like, put a picture of uh, a lion or, like, write Motor City on their jerseys or something dumb like that? How do we know that, Freeland? Well, you know what, actually? I have a friend that works at Nike that is like, well, you're going to have to talk to this person. You'll love him. He's he's the Jersey historian. That's not his official title. It's something else. But he can tell you, like, the history of all of the jerseys and uniforms and, like, from, like, the Denver Broncos back. Like, the Broncos were one of the first to have a partnership with Nike before it was negotiated in mass in the entire league. And he can tell you, like, the evolution and the special, like, patches and insignia and all these cool things. You'd actually really sounds, love him. Well, it sounds pretty redundant with what I am the service I'm providing to the public at large already. No, book that guy, Emma VP. We want that guy. I no, want to talk to that guy. And he's, like, cool. And he's kind of like, like zany. Boy, sounds like you're yeah. describing Damashek. Two peas in a pod. Two zany. A pod. Pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> cool. Um, all right. I wanted to pay off. I, I may oh, have yeah, missed some, 12? but I what did my 12? best here. I promise. Thanks to the Czech Republic for weighing in on Twitter to my request. What is uh, in your book, uh, Cindy Freeland, the greatest sports moment? You give me two or Ooh. seven if you want. Or the, the most significant, not greatest, not triumphant necessarily, but what's the most significant sports moment since 1980? The gold standard remains, the gold, not the gold medal game, rather the U.S. over the Soviets that led to the gold medal in hockey. One I have to add at number 12 here is, before I unveil mine, I think Chris Webber's timeout looms pretty large. It does. It, it really does. I mean, you if you're defining it only as memorable, the yeah. timeout does. I guess to me, I would think number one is probably that bloody sock with the Red Sox. And like, that's your number one, huh? People really remember that. Like, Yankees, Red Sox, we're breaking the curse. It's all this crazy. Boston's going to go crazy, insane. Mm-hmm. And there's a bloody sock. I mean, it was perfect. I, You know what? I The one I left off, too. I think Michael Phelps has to be in there somewhere, you winning all the medals that one year in yeah, the pool. Except, he but, went into the then, pool and won every single one. Yeah. Didn't he? Something like that? He won a lot. Like, the most. I didn't care, and yet I was aware of it. But then, so that but has then to like, mean. it all is different because then it got a little weird after. So, I'm going to put that at no, – so, now here's the list. I'm going to go – Okay. So, quick – so, I'm going to go – Michael. so, I'll go Chris Webber, 13. Okay. I'm going to go – uh, Michael Phelps, 12. Then yep. number 11, Adam Vinatieri's uh, yep. game, Super yep. Bowl winning field yep. goal. After that, number 10, the New York Giants over the 18-1 and New England Patriots. Next, well, maybe that goes ahead of Joe Carter's uh, World Series winning home 100%. run. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to put that one That goes higher, ahead of that. Higher. More people care about football in general. Elway's drive against uh, the Browns checks in next. After that, Dwight Clark's the catch yep. against the Cowboys, transitioning from 170s dynasty into the the dynasty of the 80s. That was really the start there. Next up, this one hurts to say, but Francisco Cabrera's hit, uh, pinch hit against in Game Seven in the bottom of the ninth against the Buccos in '92. After that, here's a pick me up for Black and Gold fans: Santonio Holmes. So I, I'm legitimately right, right? I, I don't know about two, but. Two what? What do you mean? Like two is a little. I high didn't say it was at two. I just said it's next. I have uh, wait. I have uh, I have four with, more to go. Oh, okay. So it's five. All right. That's five. Right. That doesn't seem out of bounds. No, no, no. I thought it was number. That was two a great. That was reason. exciting. Then Nova over Georgetown in '85. Then Nicholas in '86, winning the Masters. At number two, Game Seven, uh, 2016. Uh, World Series, Cubs over Tribe, just a gem for all of time. And then number one, I have Kirk Gibson's home run in 1988. That was the most exciting. I mean, the I mean that was like a something from a movie, limping up to the plate and all that, hitting a home run against the game's best closer. Right? I, yeah. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have any issues with that. I'm glad you. Have you didn't like that though. You, 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 that was boring. That was a waste of four minutes well, of your life. No, no, no. I, I just think like. 
I think you're overweighting the eighties to the like the eighties and nineties and like the recent stuff. Yeah, I know. Tiger. I hear you. There's no Tiger Woods in there. Like it, how like that was the blowout in the Masters would be the one. I mean, he just like how young he was. He was yeah. so dominant for so long. You got to pick like one moment because Tiger, you can't. All right. Just because he's last call, Czech Republic. Freeland has me thinking again. I'm going to expand it to 20, but then yeah, that's it. 20. And after that, good. shame the devil. I'm well, going to restructure the is, list again. What, what, since 1980, then you can do top 17. So like it averages one a year, you know, like do top 20, top 17. It's very clever. It's very clever what you've come up with there. All right. <laughs> next up, uh, it's time to discuss uh, me undies and uh, my passion for these uh, soft gems on my tuchus. Over undies, it's time to uh, do our uh, our weekly be over undies presented by me undies. Go get you some of them uh, me undies in honor of Malcolm Jen- uh, Jenkins joining us uh, later on here, and Ryan Shazier stopping by next week, including those two over undie. 39 and a half. How many former Ohio State Buckeyes are currently in the NFL? Freeland. Over. Over. Anybody else want to take a guess there? I feel like there are like, there's like been five a year for like the past 10 years at least. Probably wouldn't be fair since I. 39 and a half? That just seems like a gargantuan figure. That just sounds like not even. I mean, that's like one a team. Right. That's a. That's more Over. than one a team. More well, like than one a team? A little bit more than one. A, like, that's a little bit more than one. Yeah. We have a Buckeye behind the glass saying, oh, way over. It's not even close. It's not even close to the it's correct answer. I don't know. Drum roll. Freeland's correct. It's 42. Woo! 42 guys. I thought it was going to be higher than that. 42. Yeah. That's a lot of guys from one college to be playing in the NFL, ain't it? It, it really is. What else, Freeland? What else do we? Oh, we're going to get to the uh, producer conference. I want to get to the bottom of who this QB is coming out of retirement. Meantime, let's start it off. We've been doing these, uh, these. the last month or so, and Love they've these. Uh, and they've been received well by the uh, by the Czech Republic audience, and uh, and uh, I think yeah, they're fun to do for us. So take it away, Emma VP. Let's hey start guys. the producer conference. Uh, Emma VP, Day Damashek Football Program. How's Hi, it going? nice to see you today. Good. Yeah, good. you too. Uh, question for Cynthia, actually. I see the word analytics is kind of being thrown around lately uh, on the internet. Can you please explain what it actually is? Okay. First and foremost, analytics and statistics are not synonyms. That's one thing you need to Is know. that right? Analytics and synonyms, it's not a synonym. Analytics, there are statistics that are- Is part. the application of statistics? It's the application. So think of it like this. Just- Think of it as a way to create a decision-making process. And you can use statistics. You can use strategy. You can use things that are called ordinal, which are like if you think that, like let's say I ask you to rate how much you like Mitchell Trubisky and you as a coach rate him as a five, that's inherently better than four. So I like Koreatown more than I like Mitch Trubisky. Perfect. If that's like a – is that analytics? It, it can be, okay. but the, the point is, is it creates a framework using applied math and it doesn't have to be only statistics. It doesn't have to be only anything like, please, please, please don't just say analytics. And there's no such thing as an analytics pick. It's not a, like, it's not a, sometimes it's a noun and a verb and like, a, a, like, it, no, no, no. It's, you can use analytics helps you create a strategy. They are cohesive. It You have to ask the coach what they want or you can't create the strategy. It drives me insane. In fact, if I have to see someone else say the analytics pick would have said to take this quarterback first, that's not true. It's a lie. Hmm. I'm calling BS on all of it. It drives me insane. Like, I actually think about this. It keeps and me up you, at night. And uh, you are America's foremost analytics person at it, this point. Listen, when there are, like, one of you – I like, you know, somebody said to me the other day, like, oh, you're like, who other female and NFL analytics people are like, well, it's like on TV, I can't name any. So that's pretty cool. Shouldn't (laughs) we celebrate that more? Sure. I mean, but I'm also the worst, right? Like if you're the best, then you're the worst. Then you're also the most average. Good. I liked I liked your uh, your work there and I enjoy your analytics work. I'm going to throw out a guess before the next question. Is it David Carr? No. It's David Carr. Oh. For a second, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> I was like, is what do you Tim mean? Is it Tim Couch? It's Tim Couch. It's not Mike Vick, because is he even technically retired, or is it Mike Vick? It's definitely – I don't know. I don't know about Mike Vick. I mean, I'm not saying that these other ones – the one I'm talking about is not – Is it Steve Bartkowski? Yep. I don't know why you have to be coy. I'd like to know the answer to this question. Brian Greasy? Yep. Don't just don't, – don't jive me. That's what I won't have. 
wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Kurt Warner, isn't it? Yep. Is it Kurt Warner? It's definitely Kurt Warner. Is it Kurt Warner? You heard it here first. It's definitely you Kurt Warner. You make your jokes, but Kurt Warner, I asked him last year. I said, uh, dur- no, I'm sorry, during the 2015 season, halfway through the 2015 season, Kurt Warner, how many quarterbacks in the NFL are you better than right now that start in the NFL? Half. Oh, yeah. You could go out and be better than half the quarterbacks in his 40s. I, one of the things I enjoy most about Kurt, who is like the nicest human being ever, is like he can definitely tell you what he likes and doesn't like about every single quarterback in the league, and he can tell you where they rank against him always. Last year, every week. Trent Green? Yep. Pat Hayden? Yep. Who could this mystery man be? Who's coming out of retirement to play uh, quarterback in the NFL? Bartlett's back there behind the glass after a week away. If you have a guest, throw it Yay, out there Bartlett. too, Bartlett. Best to, uh, to the family there, Bartlett. Appreciate Glad it. Everything's yeah. going well. But, what about uh, former Chiefs legendary quarterback Brody Croyle? Yep. <laughs> that was the worst QB battle ever depicted on Hard Knocks. Brody Croyle versus who was he even against? That was, it was so sad. It was very sad as you look back and watch. Like, this is what it comes down to. Your season's not going to go well, Chiefs fans. And Herm Edwards is your head coach. That's that, that damn even further. All right, Spaghetti, what's next? All right, so CBS employee Tony Romo just suited up for the Dallas Mavericks. Which job would you guys want to have for one day? Oh, that's a great Freeland, question. Freeland, go ahead. Um, One day, any job? Um, I'd like to be the special master for the NFL. It's the person who sets the salary cap. I just really want the business card. You aren't imbued with the powers required to do the job effectively, are you, Spaghetti? Because if you are, then that would change my answer. I just really want the title of special master for a day in the business card. It's, it's really your discretion. You're you're going to have that job no matter what. Well, if I could so be... So check right now. If I could be Jason Bourne for a day... But that's like a I watched Bourne the other day. I watch that again. I watch it all the time. It's a great movie. Is that even a job, Serious. though? But, like, is it spy. that you'd be the actor know. or you want to be a spy? No, no. I want to be, like, I want to be able to kill a guy with a book if I have to, like uh, Bourne did. Bourne only, you understand, Freeland, he doesn't take on, you know, losers in fights. He only fights, like, the only people in those movies he ever fights are the seven to nine human beings who are capable of killing him. Mm-hmm. And yet he still kills them at the end of the day. And sometimes they come at him and you think, oh, Bourne's in trouble. But then he gets a book off the shelf and he beats uh, a guy, a trained killer. He beats him to death with a book. With a novel, he beats him. You know what would have been funny? They should have put a joke in there. I don't know what book would have been funny, but what book would be funny for him to uh, to kill, to kill someone with? with? Jumanji. Oh, yeah, something cute. Yeah, like a child. Like Woody, Woody Allen's collected essays. Harry Potter, like something like that. Um, Which Harry Potter is it? I'd like to be born, but uh, to be Jason Bourne, but only if I could have his powers. I'd like to be. What job would I most like to have? Ooh, I know. I'll call. I'll call Super Bowl Fifty Two. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to call I'm going to be in the booth. I'm going to be up there. No, I don't want to call. Too much. I have to, I, that's too much focus required for like three and a half hours. I'm going to be the third guy. I'm going to be like Cosell. That's it. I got it. I'm Cosell in the booth. Give me who I'm. M- Michaels, Collinsworth, Damashek. Look out, America. We're jazzing things up on the Sunday night booth. You know what's a real job? That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Do you think I'd be good at that? I actually think, especially if they had like the dump button, so like in the middle they could like cut, like cut it out, and it would be really funny. Because dump button? Why? What, what am I going to say? That's going to get my my. What remark am I going to make? That's going to. Re- well, if it was the Steelers in the Super Bowl, then it'd be hilarious because it'd be like boop boop boop. That's not my way. I'm very supportive of my team. I wouldn't be swearing or anything like that. <laughs> check, check, Dave, Dave, over here. Over yes, uh, Ryan Bartlett. Yes. Yes, Ryan Bartlett from DDFP. Former Shecky Award winner Jarvis Landry says the Dolphins will sweep the Patriots this upcoming season. What's this nonsense all about? I know that uh, I'm seeing a lot of buzz out there, how laughable that uh, Jarvis Landry, by the way, 2015 Shecky Award winner for our favorite football player. Want to make sure we keep that number straight. You don't want people to get Yeah, it's a proud honor that he has on his mantle. But uh, I will say – I don't think. First of all, the Dolphins people always say that, and I don't know how much the numbers actually bear it out. But people always it doesn't it feel like the Dolphins show up against the Patriots. They do. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Also, I actually don't care. Like, good. 
I'm glad you think you're going to beat the hardest team in your division twice. Like, that's awesome. You should like that. Maybe that means that there's he's got some hope. Like he's excited about what he's been seeing in his with his quarterback and like good. Why? Why do we give him any crap about it? Well, the other thing is too the thing that I've given Tom Brady crap about and Peyton Manning is the greatest thing that they have uh, had in common during the their their respective careers was and is that they've been in bum divisions almost always they they benefit from these loser divisions that they happen to to lucky you know the the football gods have placed them into let's see the let's see the AFC East get tough finally can't we can't we have I know there were the couple of years where the Jets were good and the Dolphins were good one year too but what if all what what if at least two of those teams the Dolphins and Bills legitimately feel like they have a chance of uh, of being good this year let's have some real competition yeah. and then let's see where Brady and everybody lands when they're not kissed in just uh, automatically into one of those top two seats I that's just, what I root for let the America instead of laughing at uh, Jarvis Landry pat him on the back and say go get him godson I think it's better for the whole league if people if there's more good teams of course I mean better better games more fun well no you have Come a true now. you have a true juggernaut in the Patriots and now you want yeah. to see people maybe take a chip away at them a little bit next question hey guys being told this is the last one actually oh. um, a question for you Mr. Damashek would you rather have a rosé on the beach or an iron city at a Steelers tailgate well, whew. this is a question for you. I feel like the answer is so lopsided. Do you even like rosé? I love a, ro- a nice rosé. I spent, there uh, you go. I, I traveled on a beautiful Southern California <laughs> day earlier this week. You know, if you can do it, if you can get away with it, you don't want to do it on a Saturday or Sunday. Why wasn't I invited? Because if this was Monday, then I had it off too. Oh, well, now I have egg Awful. on my face. Instead, I had rosé in my mouth that day. I'm going to buy you a T-shirt. Rosé all day. My face was kissed with sun. I uh, Dave, are you turning into a basic bee? What does that mean? A basic bee? Well, yep. I don't even know what that means. You see, you're t- I'm not hip enough. See, that your 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 insults don't injure it's, me. It's not actually an insult. I was ax- asking a question. Like, to be a basic bee, you must drink rosé. Okay. Must complain about like how your little dog is so hard to carry around. You might call yourself a mermaid on the beach, that kind okay. of thing. You're, so far, you're yes, basic. yes, and yes. Yeah, you're very basic. You're a basic. You might be a big fan of Starbucks. Yep, you're probably a, yes. yoga. What you know? Yoga. What makes me crazy? What makes me crazy? And it, the, uh, is the people who get their Starbucks. <clears throat> when did it become acceptable? to drink your Starbucks with two hands. Why do people do that as though they're caressing a a, 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 a newborn baby? <laughs> You're so precious with your dumb uh, with your dumb drink. Makes me crazy. But anyway. I use a straw, so I'm not going to lie about it. I drink my Starbucks from a straw. I've been, my hot Starbucks. I've been straw. bemoaning it for, for a decade and a half now. When are we going to get an update on the coffee lid uh, technology? You know, they they landed on like 1983. I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe 1989, 91 ish or so. They landed on that plastic lid with the little hole in it at yep. the top, but it's not it's not sufficient. It doesn't deliver a sufficient amount of uh, 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 coffee to me per drink. So now I'm in no man's land. Either the coffee's going to spill everywhere if I don't put the lid on it, or if I do, I'm not going to get a satisfactory amount of coffee per per sip. Straw is nothing. You're not. You're no help whatsoever. What was the question? Oh, rosé. I had a delicious. I had. A, it was a beautiful day in Malibu. I sat on the. I sat on the edge of the continent, and I and I had my. Uh, I had my chilled pink drink. Oh, couldn't ask for much more. Now, listen. I you know I'm a regular fella after all. I love to go to Pittsburgh Steelers game and drink my uh, pump and iron and have all that. Uh, meantime, good luck to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. Wait a minute. My Did you hear about this Penguins fan? Who? Okay, so please help me with the details, but I believe he got a screwdriver stuck in his head, mm-hmm. but he refused to seek medical attention mm-hmm. until after the game was over. Well, you have to prioritize. That's what's key, analytics lady. I would think you would know that. I mean, some things matter more than other things. Screwdriver to the head, not that big of a deal. Dude, I got this... Uh, Dude, I got—I don't know who done it. You haven't seen who uh, put that screwdriver in my head. Dude, that's some jag come and put a screwdriver in my head. I'm sitting here trying to watch the Gwennies, trying to watch Sidney Crosby win another cup, dude. And now I got to go and get the, this tool taken out of my head at the hospital. Dude, a bummer. You know, you know one thing Marianne Freeland did to me once at a hospital? So it was during the O.J. Simpson chase. 
So, and I like, I got a bad cut. I had to go get stitches. So we had to go to the hospital for stitches and Marianne Freeland made them change all of the TVs in the hospital to OJ Simpson being chased in the white Bronco. And she actually shushed the doctor and told him to wait a minute when putting in my stitches so that I could see <laughs> OJ Simpson, like they, you know, when he finally stopped. I'm a Freeland, another person who clearly has her priorities in order as her, uh, right, as as her child bled, bled as out. As her fifth grade daughter bled out. Fifth grade. Oh, my God. How grim. I'm oh. sorry. 49-year-old daughter. That's right. That's Got right. it. What else are we doing now, Spaghetti? All right. It's time for it then. Eddie Spaghetti's uh, New York Rangers are on a collision course with Destiny against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They'll get theirs, as will the Washington Capitals. Cindy Freeland, good luck to the Wings. Ha, ha, ha. Next season. Good luck with the uniforms. A pleasure to see Got you. It. Always. And uh, here he comes, everybody. Number 27 of the Philadelphia Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins. Dave Damashek. This is very exciting. Uh, right now, as we sit in April 2017, I dare say the leading candidate for the Shecky Award of our favorite football playing guest so far in 2017 after a grand get-together in Houston, Texas over barbecue. Here he is once again in my home, Studio 66. It's Malcolm Jenkins. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I don't want to start off on a bad foot or anything, but I feel like a heel now, a bad foot heel. (laughs) Yeah, didn't... I didn't mean it even. I just that's how clever I am. I even when I don't mean it, I walk into it. But look at this outfit. You're you're humiliating me. I feel like a bum. I feel like um I didn't get the memo that LA was, you know, a like casual Friday. Hang loose like, all the time. Tuesday. Right. I'm a little overdressed. But. Well you look swell. Don't apologize to it. <laughs> how have you been? Last we got together, we went to a barbecue joint in Houston at nine AM. The uh person at the uh, counter said do you guys want beers? Malcolm Jenkins said, yes. Yeah, definitely. And then I couldn't be a bad guy and not drink with you. I, I enjoyed it. The food was great. The beer was great. Um, you know, we, we, we're celebrating. It was festival, festival, uh, festive times in the Super Bowl. That's right. You know, we're just taking it in. Two human beings sitting down and figuring it all out, which is kind of what we almost did, but there's a little meat left on the bone. That's why today let's figure out the rest of those things. Let's eat the rest of that brisket. Let's do it. Right, the figurative brisket, yep. the metaphorical brisket called life. There it is. Let's let's eat it up right now. Um, all, first of all, let's just start with an easy one. Philadelphia Eagles, the state of, uh, of your team as we sit now between 2016 and the t- 2017 last uh, since we've last spoken. Free agency, you get Chris Long, Timmy Jernigan now. That defense looks like it's coming together. Yeah, we, we, we signed two guys up front. We, we lost Benny Logan, lost Connor Barwin. So uh, we, we replaced them with two solid guys that, that we think can, can add uh, to what we're doing up front alongside our Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Benny Curry. Um, so it's, that, I think that's one area we needed to address. The next is moving into the draft. I'm sure we'll have to get some uh, help at the corner position. We got rid of two veter- veterans between Leotis McKelvin and Nolan Carroll. Um, and so we're stuck with a bunch of r- rookies. You know, Jalen Mills played really well for us last year as a rookie. Uh, we're going to probably push him into a starting role this year. Uh, C.J. Smith was an undrafted rookie that we were very, very pleased with. Um, we didn't get much playing time, but we think can play in this league. So he's a guy. We, we did sign uh, Patrick Robinson, uh, former first-round pick from Florida State uh, this offseason. So we need some help uh, on the outside just to really, you know, create some depth and some competition, get a real uh, legitimate corner that that's going to that, – that we can build with. What happens – Malcolm Jenkins is out and about wherever you were, and all of a sudden maybe it's your cell phone or whatever dings, and you see, oh, man, the Giants got Brandon Marshall. What's your reaction? <laughs> uh, you can just – you know, you just got to smile – and then uh, you don't have to. You could throw the phone down and break it. No, it's like you. you it's like that. You just you know you take a deep breath, you smile, and you immediately go to the gym because you got your you got your hands cut out. You did work cut up for you. Uh, they just took a you know receiving cord was already kind of a headache, and as they've now made it a migraine. And so yeah, it'll be fun. It makes our it's the NFC East though it makes it fun. Let's say the coach comes to you and says, listen, we need, we, you know, you you need to try and single up in uh, this past situation. Who do you want less, Odell 
or Brandon Marshall? Who's more who's more of a handful? Uh that's I don't know. That's that's tough. Um See, I'm just gonna go X's and O's. Who who I'll probably the matchup I'll probably want more is gonna be Odell. I'll probably rather cover Odell. Really? Yeah. With those wheels. Now he can run. I mean, but you know, it's it's my, my style of plays. Like I'm up on the line of scrimmage in your face, so I got a better chance of kind of disrupting that. Where Brandon Marshall, if I'm up in his face, that that's he can he's big enough where that's gonna be a rumble, and so and he's more of an outside receiver, so. Me, I'm not as good on the outside, so if I'm if I'm where I'm usually at on the field, the the matchup I'll probably get and probably want more is probably Odell. Let's uh, fast action this one: Dez, Brandon Marshall, Calvin Johnson, toughest cover when they're in their respective primes. Oh, Calvin Johnson by far. Really? Yeah. Seems to me Dez Bryant's the number one. If I if I was at the ten yard line, I bet you I could throw a touchdown pass. Me could throw a touchdown pass to Dez Bryant just by saying, "Hey, uh, run a fade. I'm going to throw it up there. You go get it, Dez." I think he would be even better at that than Calvin. It seems than Calvin like. Johnson. I watched them both play. Oh, I didn't play against them, but I watched them. You're saying that Dez Bryant, and this is no knock on Dez, but you're saying Dez Bryant is a better fade route receiver than Calvin Johnson by my estimation Malcolm Jenkins yes all right uh, what kind of show is this that we're on right now I don't know what's it's going a on good one say it's <laughs> like is what they like controversy well you got to understand Calvin Johnson is a, it's a it, he holds a um he's got a, I was about to say he has, has his own place in my heart uh my my very first snap in the NFL was against Calvin Johnson Jabari Greer is the corner he gets an ankle comes out uh, Greg Williams, Malcolm, get out there. I go, okay, and the defensive call comes in, and it requires me to play man man coverage with zero help. The entire coverage rolls to the other corner, who was a veteran at the time. But I'm like, okay, whatever. And then Calvin Johnson lines up in front of me, and I look to the sideline like, are you guys sure this is the defense you want to call? <laughs> and about 60 yards later, he stepped out of bounds on the two-yard line after he – Caught a dig, broke my tackle, and outran everybody. Luckily, somebody swiped his leg and his pinky toe stepped out on a, on the two yard line, and that was my first NFL snap. So, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be hard for you to tell me that anybody uh, was it was a better receiver than 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 Calvin Johnson was. All right, well, we can debate that if we have more time on the back end. Then I'll lay out my reasoning for you. Okay. But in the meantime, let's talk about uh, – see, we haven't even gotten to my list of questions yet. Let's get into those <laughs> to make sure we cover a couple of things. Let's start off with a, a thinker because uh, I think you and me both are thinkers, uh, Malcolm. I'm going to give you four items here. All right. The one that you put in the first position, unlimited access for the rest of your life. Okay. Whatever you put in second position – once every three months at most. Okay. The one you put in third position, once every three years at most. The fourth, never again. Never get it again. Okay. TV, sex, pizza, music. Oh, my gosh. Those are like all essential to survival. That's the point of the question. All right. That's, that's uh, okay. If I had to – so I'll start at the bottom of the list. Okay. Never again. TV. Never get – oh, my goodness. Compared to the other three that's on there, TV, get it out of there. TV has been there for me since day one. It's always there. Never never crosses me. TV's my only real friend. People come and go, but TV, he's always there for me. So does that, like, include like, – is that, like, just cable? Is that, like – It's ev- all. What do I mean, like, games? That's your computer. I like watching games. I would never see – I'd never get to watch another guy. I'd never watch another movie on TV. Yeah, you, put it like, TV yeah, you put show. it like that. You put it like that. How am I going to know the news? Twitter? You know? All right. I'll take that back. Newspaper? You just, you, come on. You just convince me now to change my list, which is, I think, the exact opposite of how this exercise is supposed to work. But, <laughs> all right, let's get rid of – Music. Music is gone. All right. Damn. Nope, I'm going back. Get rid of okay. the TV. All right. I like music. TV's too. gone. TV. TV four. Uh, and then there was three months, right? Every three months. Now this next one, every three years. Every TV, three sex, years. pizza. Oh, pizza. Pizza. Once every three years. Too much, too, too delicious to relegate to once every three years. Well, I'm not going to get through this list if you. I'm probably going to put sex at number three or even four. I've done enough damage in that department, you know. No, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm really. This is. 
I've made children. What? Well, you know, what else? Yeah, I've got it's, a kid already. You know. You know. I've you know I've 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 done my work. Right. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. So then, music would be number one, and then sex every too. day. Then sex once every three months. Okay. Interesting. You're your own man. You take Calvin Johnson over Des Bryant too. Um, now that you're all warmed up, let's do this. I like to talk about. Uh, we, we've, I don't think you and I have ever done this, but I like asking guys about, like, the Eagles. Your number one rival is is who? The Cowboys? Cowboys. Who would win in a fight, an Eagle or a Cowboy? Uh, Eagle, all day. Because? Well, for one, we're from Philly and we fight. No, 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 no. I don't mean any. I, mean, I don't mean a <laughs> member of the Philadelphia the Eagles. I'm talking about the uh, the winged beast with the, oh. with the sharp hands you know that's the you know it's the american symbol that that eagle we, we destroy stuff cowboys american too though not as much as an eagle he has a six shooter he better be good at the shot though because otherwise the eagle gets him yeah they're all shooting from the hip there's no way they're that accurate oh he's a, oh he would have it holster yeah, yeah miss that shot yeah man. he's missing that yeah so an eagle would win that you know what i don't know if you're aware are you a big uh philly flyers fan yeah are you really i mean i'm not you know big I'm not I'm really football is all I watch, but you know, I, I, hockey's is all right. You a Sixers guy? A little bit. Who has the best uniforms in Philadelphia? Oh, uh, I say the Flyers. What is uh, what do you make Besides of this? Us. What the Flyers have they're my least favorite team. I that their only sports team I actually hate, but they have the best uniforms yeah, in all the like sports. Them. They're so good that orange and black. Yeah, it's cool. Um what do you make of the news that uh, you might go back to that cool Kelly Green? That was before you got there, but yeah. Mike Vick ran around in that Kelly Green. No, that's that is. I've been mean, like, I want that to happen. It's you know, best. if we do uh, an alternate um, alternate uniform, I think we got to go back to the old school Kelly Green. It looks cool, man. I think when they do the color rush, I was, you know, so we we had a color rush game, and I just knew we were going to have the Kelly Green uniforms. It was going to be so cool. And we had all black, just like the other night games that we had. It it's was, no good. I don't understand it wasn't that. A color Can rush. you talk to somebody about that? That's a terrible look on the Eagles when they wear that all black getup. No, I like. I actually like it. No, no, we no. do it two times a year. I thought that like that color rush was going to be something sweet. Like you look at everybody else. In the, Tennessee had like the powder blue, mm-hmm. and the Rams had all yellow. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have something cool. And it was like, nah, we'll just use the all black uniforms that we had two weeks ago. Kelly Green, though. It's like a, would you rather have a green jacket like from the Masters or a gold jacket from the Hall of Fame? Uh, well, if, I'm in the, if it's my jacket, I'm, I'm – No, it's yours. Yeah, I hope it's the Hall of Fame. I'm well, but you could golfer. then go play at Augusta Golf Course all the time, anytime you want for the rest of your life. That's – yeah, I don't care. Okay, gold jacket is. <laughs> all right, NHL playoffs. Who would win in a fight, a duck or a flame? Uh, that's in a in I think fire pretty much destroys anything. That's correct. That's an easy <laughs> one. A Blackhawk versus a Predator. One of the laziest, maybe the laziest name in all of pro sports out there. The Predators, the Nashville Predators. Hey, we need to come up with a name for our new hockey franchise. What should it be? Should be a should be a, a, a an aggressive, you know, attacking kind of animal, right? <laughs> like, well, we could do lion or Thailand. Let's go Predator. That covers everything. That's just everything that eats other things. <laughs> Lazy, am I right? Uh, it was definitely um, – it wasn't uh, a very – it didn't take much to come up with it. No, they could have taken an extra lazy, three minutes and come up with something different, you know, yeah. something cool. As it is, Predator, Blackhawk. 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 You're giving a lot of credit to the Native Americans, and I think you're probably right about that. I mean, they roam in the open plains, you know, making well, their way subsistence. You know, you know what's funny when you said Blackhawk? I was thinking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, they're going to fly in and shoot everything up. Yeah, it's a 21st century style predator, I suppose you could say that. <laughs> Penguin versus a blue jacket. Uh, what is a blue jacket? I mean, it's right there in the name. It's a jacket. Blizz. No, I think it's I think it's a uh, a Union soldier. It's a certain troop from Civil War times. Oh, okay. Union soldier versus uh, versus a penguin. Penguin. I think the the soldier might take it. I think you're probably right. <laughs> that one. Maple leaf versus capital. Here's the weirdest one. And then we'll move on from this. Wild or a blue? 
weird name. I never really focused on the names of hockey as much as I am till right now. Minnesota Wild, you, as in you'd be the surprised Wild. At how many of these names are the first time I'm ever hearing? Is that true? Yeah, I'm not really a big hockey watcher, but Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Wild. as in the outdoors. That's what it, it's oh, okay. like. The Wild, yeah, the wilderness. That's the to me. I just mentioned Predator, the Nets, the New Jersey or Brooklyn Nets. That is a terrible name too <laughs> for a basketball team. Yeah, well, it's like well, you know what it should be. Let's name it. So we're a basketball team. So let's make it basketball related. Okay, should it be the floors? No, that's no good. The hoops, the rims. No, people might get the wrong idea. The <laughs> balls. No, definitely not the balls. <laughs> I mean. The Nets? Okay, let's just go with the Nets. That's terrible, though, right? It's like an inactive part of the game. But anyway, (laughs) Minnesota Wild. It's the Minnesota Outdoors. That's a terrible name. Minnesota Wilderness. Right, no good. I don't like it. Versus the St. Louis Blue. The St. Louis Blues, which is a reference to, you know, Blues music music. from emanating from St. Louis. So it's a a music note versus music number one on my list, I'm going to go with the Blues on that one. There you go. There you have your uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs preview with Malcolm (laughs) Jenkins. Comprehensive. Um, All right. Next up, I want to hear about your draft experience. We had a great conversation recently with Maurice Jones-Drew, spellbinding, expecting maybe to land in the first round, winds up going all the way through it. I mean, it was a topsy-turvy day. You go 14, and I have the 2009 first and second rounds here in front of me. What did it go like for you? What was your expectation sitting down that day? First of all, were you in New York City for the draft? No, I was actually in Jersey um, around my mom through – the plan was, I'm like, look, I want to be home. I want to, you know, be around my friends and family, uh, keep it low-key, maybe do something in the backyard. No, That went to a whole event that had 200 people at it that were mm. friends and family, had a program, <laughs> and all kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. So, I, but I remember, you know, the whole draft process, I told myself that I wasn't going to stress about anything. I just was going to, you know, do what I need to do at the combine, do what I need to do at the workouts, the interviews. I'm not going to worry about who's drafting me. I'm like, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to the league. I know I'm going to make some kind of money. I'm like, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, so uh, when I sat down that day, I just was really just watching TV like everybody else. Like, hey. Did you know, though, had you been more or less assured that you're going first round? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew I, I probably wouldn't drop out of the first round unless something totally unexpected happened. Um, so, but, and I also knew that the saints, uh, were really interested and I would have been surprised if I fell past 14, but I wasn't sure if, um, any teams would pick me before that. There was interest in talks, but you know, I try not to like worry about it. I'm like, Hey, when they call my name, they call my name. I'm just going to enjoy the moment. Like regardless, the thing I set out to do as a kid, like, Hey, I want to play in the NFL. Like, it's happening today, so I'm not going to stress about anything else or get upset that, that oh, this, they, they picked me. At least until you walk outside and there are 200 people there. Like, when are you going, Malcolm? Oh, yeah, they're stressing, yeah. They're, everybody's like, do you know anything yet? I'm like, calm down, just watch the TV. And it's funny, too, because I, now I think it's 10 minutes between picks, but when you were going, I think it was 15 minutes, yeah. so you feel like, well, 14, so you didn't have to wait that long. That's all day. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That was not. It was not as quick as as you would think. You're like, all right, first round, cool. They'll start picking. Like you, you, you're envisioning like you're in the the ballpark and like, all right, now nah, I pick you, you, you. It's just like one pick goes by, and then it takes. Then when they, they finally says picks in, then you got to wait for the it's, commissioner to walk up there. The Lions go Matt Stafford number yep. one there, yep. so that you weren't expecting the Lions to look at. No, you, you knew they were doing that. But the Rams, Jason Smith. The Rams were, were a possibility. I didn't think they would go two overall, though. That was like a stretch. Mm-hmm. So they go Jason Smith. We know how history has worked out. So there's one at least we would say Malcolm Jenkins ahead of <laughs> that pick. No offense. Then Tyson Jackson, the end from uh, LSU, LSU, goes yep. to the Chiefs. Yep. There's at least two that you're better than. No offense, but I mean that's the still in the league, right? All right, well, yeah. listen, who's better? I mean, I'm going to answer for you because you're a nice person, <laughs> but I, I'll, I'm not going to pull punches. Seattle Seahawks take Aaron Curry. Now Malcolm Ooh. Jenkins is really on a roll. Yeah. Look at you. If we redo this draft, you're at worst so far. The side could make a case maybe even the Lions should take Malcolm Jenkins. No. Uh, listen, 
The Jets then take Mark Sanchez. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> then the Bengals take Andre Smith. All right, he's righted the Yo, ship so a little I, bit. I just want you to know I've never looked at this list like since I've been in the league. And now, and now you're kind of getting me upset. Now, well, now wait a second. At number seven, Darius Hayward Bay goes to the Raiders. Oh my God! <laughs> I've never, I've actually not realized all of this. Jags take Eugene Monroe. Yeah. All right, he's had a career. Mm-hmm. Jersey kid too. All right. Then B.J. Raji goes to the Packers. Jersey nice kid. career, nice career, but yep. not Malcolm Jenkins' career. Had a good career. All right, but it's not not yours. Listen, let's let's pat uh, the man in the mirror on the back, right? Uh, I'll let you pat it. Michael Crabtree goes to the Niners. Now there's now we're talking. Now okay, that's fine. Aaron Mabin goes to the Bills. No Sean Moreno goes to the Broncos. Brian Arakpo goes to the Skins, and then at fourteen, finally Malcolm Jenkins comes off the board. How does that make you feel now that I've read that to you? You've had think about that. That really says something about the NFL and yeah, the, how yeah. tough it is to call. Uh, yeah, I just finished my eighth year. And like you said, a lot of those guys had good years, but now when you compare them to me, the only difference is I'm still in the league. But they were they had really good Arakpo, BJ Raji, all those guys had good good careers. It's just hard to stay. This is crazy. League. Josh Freeman goes to the Bucks after you. Robert Ayers is nice. Jeremy Macklin to the Eagles. Um, Alex Mack. There's Percy Harvin. Wow. It's that like, is- you start to look at like who's who are picking who's making these picks. That's exactly right. That's my ongoing question. Yeah. You know, in any other or v- pretty much any other profession, you know, people are like, well, hey, NFL scouts, a hard job to have. So is ocular surgery, you know? And if you had the success rate, if ocular <laughs> surgeons right. had the success rate of NFL scouts, there'd be a lot of people with eye issues going around right now. You that, know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, you would think for, for all of the things that they put athletes through to the like the evaluation process to get to the draft you would think that it would at least like help your success rate yeah and it doesn't and, like you literally go through they evaluate all your college tape they talk to your college coaches you go to the combine they drill you for three or four days pull on you take do all your body measurements interview you then you go to your pro day to do the same thing, bring you in for a private workout, you do the same thing, fly you out to the facility, talk to you some more. And that, none of that equates to finding out if you can actually it's, play it's, football. It's, it really is kind of crazy. <laughs> I think we're letting scouts off the hook a little too easily as a, as a society. Making a calzone <laughs> is difficult too, but what if only half of them turned out? Sorry, your calzone burned again or the inside didn't cook. Like, unacceptable, yeah, calzone right. maker. <laughs> but we accept. Well, oh, okay. So, because it's because they dupe us with their language that they speak. They yeah. have, like, oh, you don't understand. I understand that you're hitting about fifty percent, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that that I'm still stuck on that list. I like I said, I never really went back and. We could, if you want me to that. bring you back down to earth, I could probably find some guys that have had at least as good a career. You're, yeah, look at like find some guys that are probably looking at me like oh, I'm better than him. Yeah, right. Let's see if we can find just one. Pat White, the QB from West Virginia. No, not him. It wasn't him. It didn't work out for him. We'll find that. In the meantime, I want to talk about this. Talk about red flags legitimately. What do you make of Joe Mixon? If you're a – not Italian, because the talent is clear to anybody who looks. Do you think – where would you come down if the Eagles announced? Joe Mixon is our first-round pick. Does it – let me put it in that context. Does do you care if the Eagles take Joe Mixon? Period. Uh, not really. No. Does it matter to you? Because there's a funny little thing that seems to be emerging here, which is, well, he's a third or fourth round guy because of the red flags. Then he's crept up now into the second round. Mm-hmm. Now teams are talking. Maybe we better go get him in the first round because yeah. we want him. Does it matter to you if you have a moral issue with that? Like, well, as long as he's a back of the draft guy, but if he's, I don't want him as our first round guy. Does that have anything? No, if you're going to pick him, you're going to pick him. Right, that's you know, how I feel. I feel like, and he's already like you know he's already been punished for whatever he's done. So like whatever, if that if he's got a right as a human being, he's good. Then I'm fine. As long as he's not, we're not going to sign him. He's going to go to jail. Then that that would obviously be an issue. But mm-hmm. if you're going to pick him, then I'm not going to basically hold a grudge against you. Like I just don't want you to pay him a lot of money. 
That's what that comes down to. I don't want you to reward yeah, right. him. We need the talent, but don't reward him. Well, it's like a PR headache, is what it seems like it comes but down if to. You're picking him. You're picking him. Yeah, you, you know, kind of got to own it, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you do. And I, I mean, I personally don't don't have an issue with it. Obviously, um, he's he's had to kind of wear that badge for a long time, but um, it, he wouldn't be the first one in our league to to go through any kind of domestic thing, uh, mm. and he won't be the last either. But you know, it's at the end of the day. Um, it's about what kind of guy he is. Now, if if he doesn't have any red flags about, you know, where his current state of mind is and how he's operating, then, you know, let him play football if you're going to pick him. It really is. Uh, the, I'm not smart enough to figure it out because there's a lot of nuance to it, and I'm not sure ultimately what side I land on. I do know the bottom line is fan bases, when it's a guy on your team, you tend to be more forgiving, and uh, yeah. it's it's an outrage that anyone would employ this guy if he's on the other team. Let's finish where we started in Texas. Colin Kaepernick, Malcolm Jenkins has done some great stuff related to the issue. I know that you are not a hundred; you don't receive a hundred percent approval rating from the public at large, which makes it, uh, you know, courageous on some level. And that's not hyperbole. In a world of actual bad guys, I think is what we kind of talked about: guys who are actually committing crimes or doing, you know, harmful things to other people. Do you actually think that there are teams out there that are saying we can't? Bring Ka- Kaepernick in here oh, for the kneeling. A hundred percent. You do think so? Yeah, I'm. I'm. And so I hear. Here's the thing. If you and I, and I'm not saying it in a cynical kind of way. If if Tim Tebow had teams say the same thing about him, just because of the amount of like uh, media and attention that came with him, and he was as positive a person you can be, mm. but people didn't really want him as their backup quarterback because of what he brought to the table, then it would be hard for you to then now convince me that somebody who's taken a public stand uh, and, and raised a conversation around the world, that that did you play no that plays no factor in your evaluating bringing him in on your team. That That's just a lie. Yeah, it's not <laughs> – yeah, you don't do it in a vacuum. Right. That's, a, that's a great way of looking at it that I hadn't really considered. That's a good – yeah, how much do you want the guys in your locker room answering questions about another guy's right. off the field or, you know, tangential uh, behavior? Yeah, I guess that's – So, I, I, don't, I don't say that I'm, – I'm, I try not to say that that's the only reason he doesn't have a job right now. Like, there's some talent. There's also, like, what he wants. Like, he wants to be a starter. He mm. wants to be paid like a starter. That's all into it. But – there are definitely – so any any GM or person who evaluates talent who says, oh, we don't we don't look at that at all, we're just purely from talent, is lying. There's no way that you don't consider that. I just still say, I go back to, is he one of the 20 or so most talented human beings at playing quarterback in the NFL? Yes. yes. Then how is it possible he, he isn't getting a shot when some of the other names out there, especially teams like the Texans are out there looking for a QB. Hey, I know a guy who was a pass away from winning a Super Bowl. How about that guy? Yeah. Anyway, Malcolm Jenkins, you have your ring. You have your Lombardi. In fact, it's emblazoned on your right forearm for all of time. Yep. Big show off. Malcolm Jenkins, everybody. <laughs> Listen, love uh, shining the light on all the great work you do off the field. All the best. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you before or during the 2017 season, maybe in Philadelphia for yeah, the draft. I'll be, I'll be there. Dressed uh, uh, Natalie, no doubt. There you go. Guess the great Malcolm right Jenkins, everybody. Shecky uh, – uh, Shecky Award uh, lead uh, leader in the pack right now. Oh, appreciate all, that. That's right. Well, there's a long, lot, a lot of meat left on the 2017. I got to keep working. Keep, yeah, that's keep right. That lead. Got to keep the lead. See, he gets it. Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins, everybody. Dave. There he goes. Now I hope you agree that uh, Malcolm Jenkins has, uh, is earning a uh, at least a nomination for the 2017 Shecky Award. But uh, like we say, many months left to go. Sad news we just hear as we wrap things up that uh, Dan Rooney has passed away. I, uh, I'll i tell you, as a Pittsburgh guy, obviously the name Rooney uh, is, is, uh, is uh, you know, royalty in the city of Pittsburgh on the banks of the Three Rivers. Dan Rooney, a wonderful man. Forget about the football stuff, but, uh, you know, a great humanitarian um, a, uh, I had the chance to meet him a couple of times. I can't believe I've met Dan Rooney not once but twice and shook his hand and uh, thanked him for, you know, making Pittsburgh uh, uh, or give, bringing so much pride to Pittsburgh over the years. And uh, so sad news. But I uh, will react more to that um, 
on the next show. We're just hearing about it now. Um, Ike Taylor, the, the thing I got much more than I, I could ever tell you is look up on YouTube, Ike Taylor playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, sitting down with Dan Rooney to watch these two guys uh, from completely different ends of uh, of the universe, figuratively at least, and the way they got on and uh, old pals was uh, was something to behold. I feel lucky that I got to see those two kibbits. And in fact, like I say, you can you can do it too. I think they actually sat down for a proper interview at one point, but uh, wonderful stuff watching those two interact. But uh, yeah, j- just hearing the news now, very sad, but uh Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on the other side of it uh, to talk more pro football with you. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll be talking with Ryan Shazier, among others. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.